0: hey 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 it's your girl listy with the living in portland podcast with my bestie addison Nett. Whoop, whoop.
1: howdy 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 I, who said this is your girl
0: they, it just comes out i don't know i'm your girl me listy you're
1: I, more I, than a girl you're a well established mother and woman
0: i am <laughs> yes i am <laughs>
1: I like your work in the streets,
0: builder, lots of things, right? It's all good. But the most important thing is, hey, we're podcasters. We are here with the Living in Portland podcast, telling you everything there is to know about living, eating, sleeping, working, and playing in the Pacific Northwest. Keeping it real, keeping it raw, telling you the good, the bad, the ugly, everything you want to know, and wanting more each time to come back week after week to listen. Yeah, this is
1: this is a, a good a goodie a goodie. We're talking about inspections
0: yeah i do want to talk about inspections because i think that when i get out and i'm showing homes to buyers their idea of what's supposed to happen during an inspection and like the contingencies like they're kind of you know people mistake some things so i just want to kind of set the record straight about what it's for and what we do to it during that time
1: maybe we start with at what point in buying a home because there's many milestones do you have an inspection?
0: Yep, for sure. So let's talk about that. Let's say you get the offer accepted on your dream home. You're super stoked. We are going to have an inspection done in Oregon. We do a 10 day inspection period. Now that is business days, it is not weekends, okay? So that's one thing to kind of know, so that's important. However, when the market is competitive, that contingency time period may be negotiated to a lower time frame. 10 days is like the max that you really ask for, um, and that's in kind of a level market or maybe a buyer's market that you ask for that. But I will tell you when the market has been absolutely crazy the last year and a half, there are some um, inspection contingencies we wrote in that time period to be done within a five-day period to get an offer accepted. So just know that realtors use that as a negotiation when getting your offer accepted, but it's something we discuss when your offer is being written on, hey, what's the time frame? And we kind of have a good idea after going through the house, like, hey, this house has been well-loved, very taken care of. You can tell there's not a lot of deferred maintenance. You get that feeling walking through You know, so you feel comfortable negotiating a smaller, you know, contingency period. But if the house is just a hot mess, we ain't, we ain't going less than 10 days.
1: So just to recap that, you know, you get an accepted offer within that offer, you're going to discuss with Heather and the team, what days, the amount of days you're going to make this, uh, inspection contingency period, Now (laughs) it can range to your point, like lower is more appealing to the sellers. It gives you, gives you less time to, you know, maybe find some things that might show that you're more serious on the offer. The biggest takeaway and things that we're explaining to people that reach out to us is mainly when you're relocating from California. So in the California market, which is totally different than Oregon and Southwest Washington, it's almost an. Expected that you just waive the inspection period completely. We don't do that. No, here.
0: I will um, never. We will always do an inspection. We might say, "Hey, we'll accept the home as is and ask for no repairs if it's you know multiple offers, and we can we can talk more about that." But I will never allow you not to do an inspection. We need to CYA. We are covering your ass with an inspection. Well,
1: and another. Well, the way I like to put it too is like. So let's use the analogy of buying a car. You show up at the car lot and you're like, oh, this looks great. And then we've all heard the show me the CarMax or the Carfax. Right. Show me what's going on. That's essentially what an inspector is going to do. They're going to come in and look at the nuts and bolts. They're going to look at the appliances. They're going to take a peek up in the attic, and the basement, make sure that the, the windows aren't cracked when it comes to the seal, all these different things they're gonna look for different red flag yellow flag and green and give you kind of a holistic view of what's wrong with the home but most importantly it's giving you an out. If we have any huge issues that need to be renegotiated for the sellers to fix, we can address that. If it's something you don't want to deal with, this is your opportunity to back out and get any sort of earnest money back. Now, the one thing not spoken about, and this is my lender mortgage guy perspective, is that report gives you a nice 10 year view of probably what you should plan to work on in terms of the home, a honey-do list. They're going to be like, hey, this is something to know, but it doesn't mean you can't move into the home. Just plan for it, you know?
0: Absolutely. So, first of all, let's back up when it comes to negotiating. You know, I want to talk more about the inspections and things that we see and that kind of thing. But when we are in this contingency purpose, this is a time for us to get the inspection done, take a look, go to the seller and ask for, you know, certain items to be you know, repaired. okay? Now, when you're making an offer, I do wanna point out that an inspection is really to ask for things that we were not able to see during the home when the offer was written under the house, up in the attic, you know, things that you can't see. If you go through a house and like you, we're touring it and you're going to make an offer on it and you see the entire fence falling down in the backyard, you, mm-hmm. you really can't ask for a new fence to be built because technically you saw that when you wrote the offer. Does that make sense, Addie? Like you got to make sure... So keep that in your mind during an inspection period. It's for really the items you can't see. I mean, there might be something major that you can see that we can request, but like a falling down fence, probably not going to get fixed. Right?
1: Right. Okay. I'd say the biggest one, talk about sewer lines, because that's huge.
0: Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about sewer lines, but keep in mind during this contingency period, we take the items, we request them from the seller. They can say yes to fixing all of them. They can say no to fixing all of them, or they can say, hey, you know what? We'll fix this and this. We're not really comfortable. We don't want to fix the others. This is, we're negotiating. They might say, hey, you know what? I don't have time to get any of this looked at or fixed, but Hey, I'm going to give you a $5,000 credit. Like there are so many different ways of negotiating this. And that happens in that 10 time, you know, 10 day period or the seven day period, whatever we decided to negotiate. Uh, Um, so that's important to know, first of all, that this is a time for us to go back and forth with the seller to come to an agreement. Now, myself as an agent, as well as the listing agent, we want everybody to work together and we want to do what's best for all parties. We don't want one party to get screwed versus the other getting screwed. So, we're all trying to work towards the same common goal to make it fair for everybody. So, kind of keep that in mind. However, let's bring up like a sewer line. That's something that you're not going to know when you're looking at a house. So, Oregon, everybody loves Oregon. Why? Oh, because of our trees. trees. Amazing trees, you guys. It's so green, it's gorgeous, it's breathtaking. But these trees got some roots on them, and those roots dig in like they grow and then they go into the sewer lines, and you have root intrusion. So, literally, you have, I love sewer scopes. Addie's going to laugh at me because I've brought this up before, but literally they put a camera down and you can see like the roots going inside, but like it, those can cause backup. They can cause offsets. You know, if you have your pipelines and you have the connections and the roots, you know, gone into it, all of a sudden I'm showing with my hands and you guys can't see it, but they're offset. And then it can cause a backup and you don't want to back in your sewer line because what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah your big old turds, they <laughs> float back up. And I got to tell you guys, we had an inspection one time and there was like a 12 inch turd floating. Like it was impressive. And it's terrible to say that, but I was like, how did that stay in one piece? Like whoever had that turd, it was crazy. <laughs> right? I don't even know what to say. To that I'm going to but... find that sewer scope for you, Addy, and you're going to understand. I mean, it was an old one. It was old and it hadn't come apart so that was like a solid
1: one that was so yeah it's super super common in the inner parts of portland because of the trees to your point um that <clears throat> that's why we always do a super wide scope and check it out but one thing that people don't think about either is they're like oh well, i'm buying a brand new home everything is going to be fine there ain't there ain't any trees or whatever well what happens when you build a new home is they don't lay the final cement for driveway and sidewalks till the very end. So prior to hard cement, you've got trucks, deliveries, bulldozers all driving over just laid gravel, construction gravel. And guess what's under there? That's sewer line. So it is common that a truck or trucks have cracked that sewer line and 99% of builders don't do a sewer line scope prior to laying concrete makes zero sense, but you want to make sure that that, sewer line is solid prior to buying a brand new home. So it's not just the trees either. You want to make sure that's dialed in. Those costs can range from 4000 to upwards to 15000 depending on the complexity. Right, Heather?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it, it can. And it depends. Like there's a SIP um, Program, which is like a cure in place where they're actually able to blow in a liner so the whole system doesn't have to be replaced, and that's a lot less expensive. But if you're tearing up cement and having to redo it, it gets quite expensive. Now, and you bring up a good point with the new construction. You know, obviously, the new construction communities have an on site rep. I am bringing this up because one, yes, they can help you buy the house. Absolutely. But please keep in mind that they represent the seller. Their best interest is in the seller. I was helping a buyer buy within a community. So they were not represented by the on-site rep. They were represented by me. Okay. This was a smaller community, but it was a community of like 12 homes, I believe. And on our particular street, there was five houses. We purchased the last house. The other four houses were represented by the on-site rep and none of them did a sewer line. Oh, it's fine. You don't need to. It's brand new. Uh-uh. We're doing it. I'm protecting you. I'm fighting you. Guess what? Broken sewer line, cracked. The entire street had to be dug up. That builder was so pissed off at me, but I'm sorry, I'm protecting my buyer because that comes back on you. Like, you know, that could become your problem when you go to sell the house. Maybe it wasn't causing a problem for you today when you were buying your home, but three years down the road, five years, it could be a huge potential problem. And I've had a lot of things come up on inspections when representing my buyers. I do a ton of new construction and I can't tell you enough the importance of using an agent. If it's not me, find another agent. Do not use the onsite agent. I can't stress that enough because so many things get missed and I have so much pop up in my new construction. But with inspections, that's just one example. This list on the inspection, you guys, they are very detailed. They want you to know everything about your home. I have had an inspector write that the, um, what's the thing on the blinds? You know, the little stick that you, that you, it was missing. It a
1: blind on the blind turner.
0: Inspection. And I'm like, and my buyer's like, I need that. I need that. That was like, they were freaking out that there wasn't one of those sticks to open up the blinds. I was like, that's like a 99 cent fix at Home Depot. Like, we're not going to ask for that. There's other things to ask for. So it's not getting an inspection done to ask for everything mm-hmm. that pops up because there's hundreds of things popping up because, and even on new construction, there is a lot because it's their job to tell you everything you need to know about your house. So that there's little honeydew lists or things to watch out for, you know, and moving to Portland, you're going to see other things because we're a different climate. We're a different environment than where you're possibly moving from. So, you know, mildew and mold is a thing here up in our attics. If they're not ventilated properly, we do get a lot of rain. Roofs, like roof care is so important because we do have a lot of rain people love the moss. They love the greenery here. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I love the moss on the roof. No, uh-uh. worst thing for your roof. Cause that moss is a huge sponge right. and it just soaks into your roof. So it's not a matter of if your roof leaks, it's a matter of when your roof leaks. And then guess what? In your attic with that big moss just sitting there year after year, it's created a huge mold into your attic. So those are the types of things that we're really looking for and that we need to make sure we're having mitigated and taken care of and, and asking for the proper things during this inspection period. We're not asking for the, you know, thing on the shades to open up the blinds. Like I'll give you 99 cents. Go Home Depot and buy that.
1: Good but point. I, I, love, I love that you're bringing... Uh the weather, because it's different um, up here than a lot of different areas like Phoenix or even Colorado, which deals with a lot of snow, which we don't deal with. But your point of nitpickiness. So a lot of it does depend on the temperature of the market, because we are transitioning out of like a hyper steroid market, super competitive. It's still competitive, but the plane is landing to be a little more reflective of what we saw in 17 18 19 but we're still not there so it's kind of a transitional thing we're like okay we might not have as many offers as we did last year but buyers might take that to the extreme and sellers might also they're already kind of what's the right word, compensating on their original expectations. They thought yeah. they were going to get a hundred grand over and now they're getting list price and now they're getting their nuts kicked in by an inspection report and a yeah. broken blind. So it is kind of a dancing compromise, right? It uh, is.
0: It absolutely is. But you have to also keep in mind is during that negotiation period with the inspection, was that a bless you? Did you just sneeze?
1: I just coughed, but I'm, I oh. muted myself.
0: Oh, there you go. I was like, what are you doing? Um. So. If for some reason we can't come to an agreement with the seller, like they are not willing to play nice in the sandbox and and meet us halfway and and help us get these items fixed, then you do have the option of backing out and getting your earnest money back in here in Oregon, you are protected. Like that's one of the great things about our state is the buyers protected in your earnest money. Now you're out Mm -hmm. your inspection money which is about $800 for a full inspection. That includes, you know, top, bottom, inside, outside, everything, and along with sewer and then a radon test here. Um, you it would be about a, out $800, but then, you know, your earnest money of five, six, seven, ten thousand $10,000, however much we put down that is protected. And you can back out of the transaction within that inspection contingency period and get your full earnest money back. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, I will tell you as agents, you know, working together, if it's a, you know, if the structure is compromised, like it's not sound and there's a compromised structure or there's a health or a safety issue, those are the first things that everybody will agree to fix. Cosmetic things, not so much.
1: Yeah. I, I just think it's important because some home buyers think that the inspection period is a way to renegotiate um, and that is a part of their strategy um, but it's somewhat poor form to leverage that so it's kind of a balance once again what it comes down to though what we've done a lot in offers over the last few years is we attest to to structuring the offer and like, hey, we won't do it unless it's lender required or safety. A lender required is a big one. So me as the mortgage advisor, if you've got a safety issue, we can't close on the financing. So a lot of the times to make it appealing and fair, we'll say, hey, we won't ask for any repairs unless it's lender required or a uh-huh. safety issue, which really is a nice way to just tell the sellers, hey, look, we're not going to be a pain in the ass and hit you up for a broken blind shade. We just want to make sure there's not any health and safety issues or lender required repairs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um good
1: yes 100% so i love it i love- <laughs> yes i good
0: 100% i'm going to say i don't know if i should bring this up like i don't send you guys just so you know close your ears lender we do not send the inspection report to the lender that's a big no-no like we don't know do
1: nor do we ask for it and
0: they don't ask for it so that's really important um there are some times though we've been at, like the buyer's totally happy moving forward we just want to get through they're so stoked and have we may have like you know um camouflaged some items for when the appraisal happens that might yep. be called out absolutely we get creative <laughs> That way we can close, but that's a right. story for another day.
1: <laughs> but you got to hit us up. Like we go through our strategy of building offers, the inspection period and the financing went on our original uh, consults with you. So we absolutely enjoy assisting people moving to the Pacific Northwest, Portland Metro Southwest Washington. We do this all the time. This is all we focus on. This is our niche. Relocating people. We deal with these scenarios all the time and we absolutely love it. So you got to reach out to us and let us know that you're thinking about moving here so we can help you with that plan. Right. Let's do
0: 100% reach out. Let's start a conversation. I don't care if you're moving tomorrow or if you're moving in three years, it's never too early to reach out so we can start having this conversation. Three
1: years might be a little early. I know. Um, no, no, I, I just started
0: calling out for 2026. I'm like, you're a planner and they had the most notes too. When they called in, they were like, that's right. true.
1: Those people in advance, are, they, they definitely come ready. Like yep. PowerPoint ready.
0: Exactly. So awesome. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll catch you later.